Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL show. You are now listening to the Super Bowl review episode. This is our final episode of the 2022-2023 NFL season. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on? Nothing, man. Uh, You know, it was a good Super Bowl this weekend, or this past weekend, I should say. Um, And now we got to figure out, you know, what we're doing with our lives for the next nine months. Yeah, I um I said I've said multiple times it feels really good to know that the NFL is is off my back for the next, you know, is it 9 months? Is that how long? No, it is? I think it's only like 5 or 6. six. So it's nice to have half the year where you're not worried about the NFL, where your money's going to go on Sunday, what teams you're parlaying, what spreads you're thinking about. Um, I know Jeremy and I are both just absolutely obsessed with it, and in a month or two, I'll I'll be fiending for it. I know that's just how it happens, but because of how this year was and sort of how disillusioned I became with <laughs> gambling on a a sport that I just could not seem to get a handle on all season, uh, it it should be nice to have a little bit of a break. Before we get into the Super Bowl, um, I spent this morning collating our records for the season. This was something I was not looking forward to doing. One, because I know our, our both of our records really weren't what we wanted them to be this year, um, but also because it was just going to be me crunching numbers for an hour, and that is about how long it took. So um, I have our final records. Jeremy's final record this year was 136 correct picks, 149 incorrect picks, and five voids. That puts his winning percentage at 48% on the year. Mine, 126 wins are correct, 146 incorrect, and five pushes or voids. That puts my winning percentage at 46%. So what I'm going to ask you is, is this better or worse than you would have thought last week before we, we added everything together? Because mine's better. Mine's better. Um, I think yours is way better. I think you yeah. said you thought you were like I was 30. gonna be like sub thirty or so. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be around thirty-five. I thought it was gonna be somewhere around that forty mark. We, uh, you know, almost fifty. About you know about ten wins or so away from fifty percent. I mean, I can't complain when we're picking every game. No, I think this was by far, and I have all my records for the past four years. Like or. I guess three years because I was able to gamble at 21. So I keep, I kept track of everything. Um, I was 57% the first year, just over 50 last year and 46% uh, this year. So it's been a decline, but this year was way harder. Like it was just way harder to pick games this year than it has been in the past. The amount of backdoor covers I think I saw this year was just so disgusting um even like week week 18 the colts texans game comes to mind that game cost me so much money and you know we're not factoring in how much money we won or lost this season i'm glad we're not um but i think a 46 and a 48 are are pretty impressive when you're picking every single game every single week and i don't really expect us to ever have a 60% record. I, I think the best handicappers in the world 
are hovering right around 60%. That's all you can really hope for. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm really not, I'm not that upset with it. I was, I was very pleased to see that, uh, you and I were hovering right around 50%. I think we can pat ourselves on the back, even considering it was a bad season. Yeah, no, I agree. And like you said, the best in the world are at like 60%. And they're also, they also don't, um, you know, pick, pick every game, right? Every game. So, uh, I mean, I think, you know, getting close to that 50% mark, picking every game, I mean, that's not bad at all. No, it's not bad. And I was at the same spot last year for the Premier League, which is three outcomes. So, like, if I can, I don't know what my record is right now, and that Matt has uh, the track of all of those. Um, this shit is hard, dude. When you're picking every game, it's really, really hard. And this is why when you are sitting down on Sunday morning or Saturday or Friday or Monday morning when I make all of my picks because I'm just a, a sicko, um, like, you don't pick every game. It's just not a profitable strategy whatsoever. Uh, we do it because we, we want to go over every game. We want to talk about even the most nonsensical matchups every week because, like I already said, we're we're sickos. We enjoy that shit. So... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll move into the Super Bowl. First impressions, Jeremy, I thought a really, really, really good game. I agree. I thought it was a phenomenal football game. I mean, um, both teams play good. Um, I never really knew who was going to win until the end. Uh, it wasn't a blowout like last year. Both quarterbacks gave us everything we could ask for. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I'm 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think the media is saying this was probably one of the best five Super Bowls, which I, in my years, this was, this absolutely comes to mind as one of the best. It, it's up there for sure. Definitely in my top five and maybe top five all time. That's what they're saying. I haven't seen them all. So um, yeah, what a game. What a game this was. I, I wasn't expecting uh, the Eagles to come out as hot as they did. I did think that we would win, but I thought it would uh come down you know pretty late and it just didn't it was uh <clears throat> it was we we blew the game the eagles blew the game i thought it would maybe be the chiefs just making a mistake or a turnover or something like that where the eagles would win and it was kind of it was kind of the opposite way around the eagles led by 10 at halftime um and they just made some mistakes that you can't make in a super bowl uh, we'll go over the stats, but the first the first thing I kind of want to go over is like, what happened. Like, what's going on with the Eagles' offensive and defensive lines? Just like not showing up in this game. They show up in every single game all season, for the most part. Maybe one or two they took the day off, but no pressure on Mahomes whatsoever. I don't think he he didn't get sacked at all, and. The amount of like QB pressures I could I could count on one hand. Maybe once or twice they got back there, but it was terrible. They didn't do anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there was only one sack on the day, and it was Jalen Hurts running out of bounds. So technically, no one even really got sacked. I know people were complaining about the playing surface, but I mean, at the end of the day, with the way they've played all year and played on you know a million different playing surfaces, you'd think they'd still be able to get to Patrick Mahomes. And that was something I was nervous about as someone that was, you know, more so on the chief side of the coin. Um, I was worried about, you know, if Patrick was going to 
have time back there with his ankle. And I think him having time is was the difference because if he had to scramble around all day in that ankle with no time, I think game might have ended a little differently. <clears throat> uh, okay, you just mentioned the ankle. This guy did not have a high ankle sprain at any point, right? I don't think it, I don't think there's players that can move like that if they actually genuinely had a high ankle sprain, regardless of what they were pumping into him, regardless of if he was getting a Toradol shot before the game, a Toradol shot at halftime. I don't. I'm not really. I'm. I'm fairly certain that the injury was like severely overblown. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a high ankle sprain. Something was definitely bothering. Something's him up. Because, sure. Sure. Because you could tell when he got tackled in that first half and the guy like landed on his leg that he wasn't moving the same. But I don't think it was as serious as it was made out to be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean the the conversation around Mahomes this entire postseason has been like this guy is for sure the next goat and on every single podcast show, sports center, whatever I watch, which is a lot everybody is saying like Mahomes, like they would take Mahomes if you had to pick a QB to, to lead your team for the next 10, 15 years, it's Mahomes. I agree. I don't know how you feel, but I never felt this way watching Brady. Like Brady was really good, but he also had Belichick and it was also more of a system sort of thing. Mahomes is not winning despite his system, but he's, I've just never seen a player this dynamic and I don't see regardless of what happens in the next five to 10 years with contracts or whoever personnel with the chiefs, players, coaches, I don't really think it matters. I think he has like the magic bullet. He's different. He's like Lionel Messi or LeBron James. Like it, it just doesn't matter. No, I agree. I think, I think, you know, like you said, Tom Brady was obviously like you watch him, and you're like, all right, these guys are you know probably going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, it was more of a team thing. You watch Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, this guy might go to the Super Bowl by himself. Yeah, it's totally just. I don't want to say it's a one man show because you have to factor in how good Travis Kelsey is as well. Um, but like, it it kind of really is just like one and two. It's Mahomes and and then him finding Kelsey over the seam or scrambling or using some ridiculous play call that you're not going to to get off with another QB. I don't think those like end around nonsense they run a play with Kadarius Tony, then they flip it. He didn't get anything on the first one, but you flip it and then he's wide open in the flat. Like I just don't I, I don't know what it is about him. I do know what it is, but He's just fucking unstoppable. You cannot stop him. And I don't understand how anybody could not watch him and say, like, this guy is different. I don't think anybody, no matter how many dynamic QBs we've seen play in our our years, and we have seen some really unbelievable ones, like, he is just different, man. He he is he deserves all the credit in the world. I'm I'm not sure there's another player across any sports. Besides maybe Lionel Messi and LeBron James and maybe Jordan that deserve this sort of credit because he is just different is the is the word that comes to mind. I, I don't know how many more times I can say it, but just it's such a show every time you tune in. I agree. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, I guess we'll get into the game itself. Um, let me pull up some stats, uh, and then we'll sort of talk about, you know, how the game went, what happened, what we thought was surprising, what we, we, you know, expected. Um, Patrick Mahomes, only 182 yards in this one, three TDs for him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco stole the show. I thought he was unbelievable. 15 carries for 76 yards and a TD. Kelsey showed up as we all thought he would. He finished with 81 yards and a TD. Juju had an explosion at the end where he had like four catches for 40 yards. He finished with 53 on seven catches. Justin Watson had two for 18. McKinnon got a little bit involved, only 15 yards total for him uh, through the air, 34 on the ground. Mahomes rushed for 44 yards, uh, and then we had Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore both scoring. Kadarius Tony on that play that I mentioned earlier, uh, five yards in the score, and then Sky Moore four yards in the score. Just, just insane the the way that the offense was called for the Chiefs. But I don't really think anybody was expecting anything different. Uh, on the Eagles side, we had Jalen Hurts with 304 and a TD through the air, a long ball to AJ Brown. He finished with 96 yards and a score. Devontae Smith had 100 yards through the air as well. On the ground, Jalen Hurts had 70 yards rushing and three TDs as well as a two-point conversion. So we got an octopus. Kenny Gainwell only had 21 yards rushing, had a really tough time uh, getting started. It was just kind of a pass-off between him and Sanders and Scott, kind of how you know it's been all year. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, a couple guys that had, you know, Avante Maddox had six tackles. TJ Edwards had five. No sacks. Zero sacks in this game from a defensive line that has just been dominant all season long. Um, what do you think about Hurts out throwing Mahomes? I don't think anybody on earth, you know, had that one penned or had that one picked out before the game. I most certainly did not. Um, it was a great performance by Jalen Hurts. Um, and like you said, the Chiefs ran the ball a lot more and with a lot more ease than I think anyone would have expected. So I think that obviously, you know, impacted him throwing the ball. But I mean, yeah, I did not expect um, Jalen Hurts to be the leading passer in this game. That's for sure. No, I didn't. And here's the thing that I keep coming back to, and I've thought about this since the game. So if the Eagles game planned for the pass, you would think there'd be more blitz and they'd be, they would have gotten to Mahomes a little bit more if that's what they were prepared for. But they didn't get to him whatsoever. And then they also weren't ready for the run. They couldn't tackle Pacheco at all. I mean, he only had 76 yards, but so many big plays right up the middle I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a, a running back run as hard as Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he is, he's an angry motherfucker. He got popped a ton of times in this game. It's a miracle, I think, that he even stayed in the game. Like, do you think this, this loss comes down to scheming or do you, for the Eagles, or do you think that the loss genuinely does come down to the fact that Jalen Hurts fumbled and it got returned? Because I really do think. If if that doesn't happen, the Eagles hold on and win. Yeah, I do think that definitely uh, gave the Chiefs the momentum they needed, especially after the doink on right. the field. We opened with a doink. 
So, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a major, major moment. But I do think that they got, you know, out-schemed. I'm, I mean, the Chiefs haven't run the ball that well all season. And yet the biggest game of the year, they run the ball the best they have. So I do think there was a scheming factor in there as well. Yeah. Um, and then I, I guess, you know, we have to talk about just, just the play at the end. I mean – do you think that it it really changes the outcome of the game all that much? Because I know people are really upset about it. There's Eagles fans that are upset about it. There's players around the league that I've seen on Twitter. You know, they all have a comment on it. I don't. I don't really think that it changes the outcome all that much. I know that maybe the Eagles get a minute if if the holding's not called there. Bradbury, I think. Who did he hold? Juju. Yeah. Um you know, the, the Eagles get a minute to come back down the field and maybe kick a field goal, tie the game, but they have to still get the stop. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's as big of a deal. I, I think it's a soft call. Like, obviously, as an Eagles fan, I don't I don't want that to be called, but it is a hold. It's It's straight up a hold. If it was anywhere else on the field, I think it gets called. I, I just... I don't know. I have a really hard time in good conscience saying that's why the Eagles lost the game. I just I just don't think it is. Yeah. So, I agree with pretty much everything there. Um I do think it was a hold, like you said. Um I mean, do, would I have called a hold in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl at the goal line on third and goal? Probably not. No. Um, but you know, if that was the first quarter or the second quarter and that occurred, is it getting called for sure? Um, so I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it was a hold. Um, but I also don't know if it would have changed the game all that much at the end of the day. Um, we saw Jalen Hurts try to throw that Hail Mary, clearly, his shoulder still is not 100%. Yeah, that, that was not great yards. Um, so if they needed to move the ball down the field quickly, um, it was going to require, you know, some form of a big throw at some point, unless, you know, someone made a play, you know, on like a 15 yarder and juked a bunch of guys out. But yeah, I mean, they really, at the end of the day, the Chiefs would have just needed, you know, to get, you know, two stops in the field of play, um, and the game would have been over. So I don't think it really changed the outcome that much. I think it just gave people a reason to complain and tell themselves that it was the reason they lost. Sure, and the Eagles fans love to do that. I mean, they love to complain. It's the nobody likes us, we don't care, uh, just kind of nonsense. And there's a reason nobody likes Eagles fans. I mean, the, the entire fan base. I don't really lock myself in there, but the fan base is unbearable, <laughs> I would say. Uh, and, you know, you have to go home now with, I guess, obviously disappointment but also looking forward to next year like you're going the cap is fucked you're gonna have to lose players because the free agent situation is a complete disaster you have to pay hurts you have to pay i guess smitty has one more year or do we have to pay him too uh still and then aj brown has a huge contract so like it's a mess. It's going to be a serious mess next year trying to re-sign the players that you think are totally necessary. There's rumors that Kelsey's going to retire, and that was such a huge part uh, of the Eagles' success this year was Jason Kelsey. Now they're going to lose him. It's 
it's very, very disheartening to know that the Eagles were this good this year, primarily because of how much talent they had on both sides of the ball. And knowing that they're not going to be able to retain that is is upsetting. Um, I have to ask you about the departure of both Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. Uh, both gone, our OC and DC now gone. Do you think that's a big deal or no? Because I had an issue with Gannon all year and really with Steichen too. I, I think they're very, very simple. And the fact that, you know, they were successful was just really coming down to the personnel, you know, who they had on both sides of the ball. Do you think it's that big of a deal? Um, so as someone from the outside looking in, not, you know, I'm not too, um, up to date in terms of, you know, the Philly coaches. Mm -hmm. I know my one other buddy who is a big Eagles fan also hated Jonathan Gannon. Um, so that may be good, but my thing is if they don't bring in the right people, because obviously this, it worked, you know, even if people liked it or not, it worked. They bring in the wrong people. Sirianni could get exposed and then they could run him out of town because you know how Philly fans are. Yeah, and that's right. it, could go, it could go south quick is my thing. It could, it could, you know, maybe they respark next year and they have an even better team, but it could also go very south very quick. Yeah. I don't think that the Eagles finish the season, you know, with, with 13, 12 wins next year. I think it's going to be a drop off. Um, what I will say in terms of positive stuff, Jalen Hurts is definitely the franchise quarterback. Um, I think most NFL fans had questions about him at the beginning of the season. I think there are still some questions that are unanswered. Arm strength is certainly not his forte, but his arm is strong enough to find guys on those long posts. Um, We saw it with A.J. Brown. I mean, he throws a very accurate pass when he needs to. Um, but there were plenty of games this year where his arm just didn't look like it was up to the task. Um, is he worth the $50 million they're going to pay him every year? I'm not sure. Um, do you think, I know this is a lot of just questions because the game, it, the game we've gone over the game, it's over. Um, do you think Hertz will take a team-friendly deal knowing that they're going to have to you know, resign these free agents, or do you think that he just takes a massive contract and and that's it? You know, the Eagles' success is back to maybe they win in an you know an NFC divisional round. Like, what what are you expecting? I do think he'll take a team friendly deal. Um, he does seem like the kind of guy that would take the team-friendly deal, yeah. knowing that that's what their team needs if he wants to be successful. Um, so I do, I can see him taking a team-friendly deal. Um, and then I think that would be best-case scenario, obviously, for the Eagles, because he is a good quarterback. He's proven that he can be their franchise quarterback, I think, this year, um, after a lot of skepticism uh, before that. And that with the right pieces, they can do well. So I, I think it would be beneficial for both parties. And I think he does take a team-friendly deal. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards that as well. Um, we saw what Mahomes did. Mahomes' deal is kind of in between team-friendly and, and player-friendly. Um, he's still getting paid a lot of money. But it's not, 
you know, it's not to the point where the Chiefs can't get any free agents or they can't have anybody on the offensive side of the ball in terms of receivers or whatever that are competent. Uh, I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster, but they were able to pick him up. I don't think he's a bad player whatsoever. I think he's, you know, a, a decent wide receiver too. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just hoping that's what the Eagles do because I don't want to see Hurts have to lose Smitty. Like, I, I, I really don't want to see that. Devontae Smith had an unbelievable second half of the season and a really good playoff. So, that's really what I'm worried about. I want to make sure that the Eagles continue to have weapons for Hurts because he's such a threat on his feet. And then if he has the choices, you know, guys to throw to, we, we see like on the other side of the ball, we you have Justin Fields who is even more of a threat with his feet, but has no weapons whatsoever. Like his best weapon is Cole Komet. You're not going to get any success from that. So you know, maintaining those offenses on or those those weapons on offense, I think, is extremely important. And if they're not able to do that, then I think we're we're gonna see the Eagles really drop off a cliff next year. On the Chiefs side, uh, we've already you know spent our our time sucking Patrick Mahomes. I think everybody's pretty much done that. That runs a sports show. Uh, you just have to. You, you got to give the guy his credit, his flowers. He deserves it. Do you think? This is, if they get another one next year, does this count as a dynasty? Because I, I, I already think that they're there. Like, Chiefs have dominated the last five years, regardless of if they only have two Super Bowls or what. Like, they probably could have won every year. They probably deserve to be in the Super Bowl last year, and I think they would have beat the Rams if they did get there. Um, This is, we're entering dynasty area, right? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think they're, like you said, I think they're already in that territory. Yeah, I agree. Um, they've gone to the AFC Championship five years in a row, so yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to say they're not a dynasty, but I think if they were to get a, another one, then you start talking about them in the same breath as the Tom Brady Patriots. Yeah, I totally agree. And they're doing it with, it's totally different is the thing. It's It's such a different sort of of dynasty if we're gonna already call them that it's so different than the Pats because the Chiefs like you just can't I feel like there were points where I kind of counted the Pats out or I was like nah Brady can't do that or he can't do this and he proved me wrong anyway but I have so much confidence in Mahomes and the Chiefs it feels like they're never gonna lose when they were down 10 at halftime and I was looking through my bet slips and I had the Eagles or whatever I was like like you're fucked, Evan. You better hedge now. And I did hedge, thankfully. Um, it's just so different, man. And I, I really do think that we are witnessing the best football player who's ever played. And I, I feel very lucky to to be able to witness that. So um we're right around half an hour. I don't think there's all that much more for us to talk about in terms of the game. Jeremy's got the prop sheet. We're gonna go over that. Um but quickly Who's in the Super Bowl next year? Oh, wow. <laughs> Have you thought about it or no? I already thought about it. I got to put Patrick back there. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. Patrick and hmm, from the NFC. The NFC is a weak conference. I, I very well think it could be a rematch. Yeah. Um, or... 
or maybe the Niners. I mean, those are yeah. square picks. But if I had to pick two teams from the NFC, it's going to be the Eagles and Niners again if I had to pick right now. What about you? I have Chiefs and Niners as well. I don't think the Eagles make it back next year. Um, I think we could totally see the Eagles playing against the Niners in, in the NFC Championship game again. But I think that that taste in their mouth is so sour. And yes, they bitched about it. All the players bitched about it and the fans bitched about it, whatever. Eagles fans are doing it right now. So, you know, pot me kettle. But um, it's just... It, they they have a question mark at QB. We don't know what the, the situation is going to be like. Uh, Purdy's going to miss a lot of time with TJ. I, I don't even know if he'll play next season. But... I think if you get Garoppolo back and you give him McCaffrey and Kittle plays at the same pace that he was playing this year with Ayuk and Debo and retaining the guys that you had on the defensive end, like I don't know how the, the Niners aren't in the same position next year. They're going to be really good again. And if Garoppolo just comes in and manages games and lets his guys deal with the explosive stuff, then... I think the Niners are going to be a really serious team. And I do think that that's the team that makes it to the Super Bowl next year. So I guess we're, we're both kind of, you know, edging the, the Niners to get into the, uh, the big game next year. Okay. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to hand things over to you. You have our prop sheet. I don't think I did great, but I think you did pretty decent, right? Um, I was looking at it. I, I don't think I ever did great. Um, oh, okay. but I'll walk us through it, and then if you wouldn't mind just tallying down um, on each side, that way you can get the total number here at the end. Yeah. All right. So we both had the over, so that was good. Um, I think the official time was like two minutes and three seconds they had it at, uh, so we just snuck that in. Um, so one for one to start. Okay. Uh, you had heads. I had tails, so I get one there as okay. well. Um, will the opening kickoff be returned? We both had touchback, so that's good. Started off hot there. First commercial following kickoff. You had food. I had other. Me and my friends had a big debate about this. It was Dunkin' Donuts. Um, that's food, so, right? So here's the thing. They rebranded. They're no longer Dunkin' Donuts. They're just Dunkin' because they said they wanted to focus on the coffee. And we had this huge debate about it. Um... But I'm going to give you the food. Okay. Because my, um, we had this massive hard. argument about it, though, for like five minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll give you the point for food. I had others, so I lost on that one. My Apple Music Theory did not come to fruition until halftime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Color of Gatorade Bath. We both had orange. It was purple. It was. From um, so that would have cashed the other on there. First song by Rihanna was bitch better have my money um we both had to run this town so we did not get a point there yeah will what's my name be performed i had yes you had no that cash is for you beautiful first play of the game you had run i had passed it was a run method of first points scored we both had field goal so we both lose on that one First team to score, we both had KC. We both lose there. Because of the fucking doink, right? Yep. Yeah, of course. First, first TD score, you had Sanders. I had Kelsey. It was Mr. Jalen. So we are out of luck there. 
First team to 10 points. We both had Kansas City. Also did not cash, thanks to the doink. Uh, <laughs> so that was Philly again there. 0 for 2 from us there. First team to punt. You had the Eagles. I had the Chiefs. It was, in fact, the Eagles. So that's a point for you. Quarterback to throw for most yards. We both had Patrick, as any sane human being would. Right. Uh, but that did not hit. Player to have the most scrimmage yards. You had A.J. Brown. I had Isaiah Pacheco. Mr. A.J. Brown lost by six yards to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was the leader in this yep. game. Total field goals over under three and a half. I told you it was going to be the three or four. You had the over. <laughs> I had the under, the doink cash, the under at three flat. Will there be a missed field goal? I had yes. You had no. Um, we all saw the doink, so the yes cash is there. Team to win. I had KC. You had Philly. Kansas City obviously won the game. Super Bowl MVP was Patrick Mahomes. I did, in fact, have Patrick. You had other offensive player. And then we both hit on the over. And then if there is a tiebreaker, you won. Yeah, you got me, buddy. You had seven correct. I had six. So we were pretty close. But yep. you uh you got me there. Wow. My buddy that won had twelve. So twelve? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he smoked us. What was the pool what well, if you don't mind me asking, what was the buy-in for the pool? Uh we did 10 ahead, and then there was 10 of us, so he got 100. Nice. Well, that's that's good. Probably on top yeah. of, if he had 12 picks right in that, I'm almost certain that he had, you know, plenty of money on the game as well, right? Yes, he did win money on the Super Bowl as well. So, yeah, pretty good evening for him. Jeez, wow. That's that's very, very impressive. Um, Okay, I mean, that's that's really it. I know it's maybe a, an unfortunate end to the season. Uh, if there's Eagles fans listening, it, this was a short episode, but we've only got one game to talk about. I'm I'm already kind of like frothing at the mouth for, for week one. I know at the beginning of the episode, I said I was glad we wouldn't have, you know, football to worry about. But now that we've just talked about it for, for half an hour, I'm like, It'll be nice to to get back into the studio and do uh you know the week one preview. We usually have a bunch of people on, and now we've I guess we start to to count the days right until then. Yeah, I mean, now we do what we bet basketball, yeah, ba- basketball, <laughs> soccer for me, golf. Yeah, I'm ready for baseball season to start. That'll give it's us a, some luck a little yeah, bit. There's no run first innings. Really get the uh, the blood pumping. Um, okay. Well, guys, that's it from us here at post 24 this season. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on social media at post 20 pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and we're back down to one show a week, just the premier league show. So make sure you guys check that out. Thank you again. We, we can't say thank you enough for checking, uh, or for, for being with us all season. Jeremy, thank you so much for, Showing up every week, being my co-host, I appreciate it. And uh, I guess that's it. You got anything? Nope. Uh, you know, just happy to have another season under our belt. It that's was right. fun, as always. And, you know, I'm just be looking forward to next season. We're coming back strong. We're getting over that 50% mark. <laughs> that's right. All right, guys. Thanks again. We'll see you uh, next year. Take care.